0: Hey guys, welcome back to the OPD podcast with Joe and Austin. No guests this week, and we also haven't got a topic, so we said we're just going to record and see what happens. So, a bit like, yeah. the, old days, a bit like the old days, Austin, when we used to just um, talk and see what came up. But, you know, people used to really like those episodes, so I'm sure, you know, we can talk forever. Um, it's
1: like uh, talk radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's like a talk radio session <laughs> everyone's uh i haven't looked but I'm, I'm wondering if like podcast viewing and video views and stuff are probably up right now just because so many people are stuck inside mm, yeah i haven't
0: looked at the the inside so I'll, I'll check them out when we get off this um i do know that people absolutely loved that last podcast on your and phase
1: Oh my goodness, man. I got so many, um, I got so many messages about it. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't, it was simple, you know, I mean, it Mm. just kind of, it just kind of reaffirms like everything that, everything that we kind of learned from the beginning, but people seem to get away with or, you know, get away from.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's I don't know if you'll agree, but what I noticed was and people would miss me, like, I love that, Um, in the sense that they'd fallen in love with bodybuilding as such. And, you know, initially that, like, fairy tale of eat big and lift big, train big, get strong, get big. You know, that's that's really cool and something that we all love in the beginning. Somewhere along the way, you lose it, um, I think. And it's almost like falling back in love with the idea that you can just do some real basic stuff and get... Like amazing progress from it. And here's an example. And you don't have to have Phil Heath genetics, you know, because everyone's highly impressed with your progress. And you explained it in such a simple manner. Like, if we took that podcast and pulled it apart, it was just okay, I ate a lot of food. And when I needed more food, I ate more food and I got stronger. So I ended up lifting heavier weights. And,
1: you know, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, yeah. It, it's simple. I mean, there, there are some details in there, right? I mean, all the, and we talked about it. I think a lot of the details really come down to everything you're doing outside of the gym, right? Yes. It's in terms of recovery and sleep stress and stress and all that. And just, it's all about just keeping everything running smoothly, you know, in terms of health, in terms of, recovery and if you're doing that if you're doing that then everything along the way like nothing's going to change very quickly it's just going to be little things here and there that might you know that might change but but yeah it's not it's not overly complicated i i also don't like to like tell people that it's too simple because then you know they don't pay attention to anything like sleep or their blood work or anything <laughs> Yeah. so you know so you do definitely you know have to pay attention to those things but i guess i guess my point is that sometimes people look in the wrong places like they're always looking for ways to improve things but they're missing all the building blocks to begin with
0: yeah one thing i'll i'd say to anybody that that did like love that podcast just as a a word of warning. I also, and I guarantee you did, got quite a few messages from people saying like, okay, I've listened to the podcast. So how do I set up a DC split? I was like, okay, you, oh, can, yeah. you know, kind of missed the point yeah. in that. That's what Austin found most suitable to his. And you didn't even run the DC split like Dante was there watching over you because you had muscle rounds, you had AMRAPs where he would typically do rest, pause and, you know, things like this. Um, the 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 I think the takeaway should have been the individuality rather than, um, you know, this is the thing, this is the equation because I, admittedly, a bit misleading. I think I called it sort of like the, the the plan for a perfect gaining phase or something. Fair enough, you know. Um, right, my but, plan. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was more like this is how Austin got to it rather than this is exactly what you should do. You know.
1: Yeah. And it's also, and that's also just a result of experience because I've done, you know, I've trained different ways and eaten different ways. And that's just, was just experience. And I knew that I know at this point, what kind of volume I can do. And I know how hard I can train. And I just know, I know what I needed to do. So for me, that's what worked, right. But it's not going to be it's not going to be the same otherwise we would just we could just write that plan out and everyone could use it and that'd be it yeah you know so yeah I mean there's definitely definitely differences in there and it like that training in and of itself is good I mean that idea of progression is going to work for pretty much anyone but also at the same time I don't know that everyone even trains hard enough to train with lower volume like that, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah. So. yeah. Some people, you know, and that's not necessarily a knock on anybody. Right. Cause some people just don't or rather can't train that hard and, and they're going to have to sit on the other side of that inverse relationship between volume and intensity and the fact that they will probably just require more work and that's fine it doesn't mean they can't end up in the same space um, which is the individual thing right in that we do what suits us in our psychology you know maybe your psychology is more inclined to want to train for longer with a, a lower intensity fine you know maybe your psychology is more inclined to you know hammer yourself into the floor
1: That's it. It is. It's a, the psych, the psychology component goes into training a lot more than it does nutrition, but nutritionally from like food selection standpoint stuff, I guess. But, but from a training standpoint, yeah, I don't, I just find it boring to be in the gym forever. Like I, that does not, that's not fun to me.
0: How long were Um, your sessions lasting then on average? What's that? How long were your sessions lasting on average?
1: Um, uh, I mean, they weren't as short as you'd think, like if I wrote it out, it doesn't look like a lot, but it I would say I was still in there an hour and fifteen minutes mm. or so because you know because a lot of those a lot of those compound movements take a good amount of uh warm up, so it takes time and I wasn't rushing, I didn't rush anything in terms of like rest periods and stuff. I just kind of went went by feel, yeah um. Yeah, you're not going to be done in like DC might be lower volume, but you're not going to be done in thirty minutes. Mm. You know,
0: a question I did get from somebody I can't remember what it was. Um, again, relating to your gaining phase, was um, it was because we spoke on on carbs cast, me and Christian about fat sources. About different Uh fat sources, and someone asked, with such high calorie demands as Austin, can you talk about what fat sources he was using?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question because I, like right now, since my calories are down, I'm actually introducing some different foods back in. Like I'm eating more red meat and stuff, which I couldn't even eat during that phase because it digested too slow. Yeah, you know, so yeah fats fats at that point have to be stuff that's easier to digest, which could be individual, but also like oils oil, you know, an oil source tends to be a little bit easier to digest. Um, you want to go even further than that using something that might have like MCT oil would be even easier. But yeah, I didn't have any I was doing no red meat at the time, and uh, I would say that just in general my my fats from animal from meats was pretty low yeah i guess if that's yeah would just fat from meat was pretty low not because i don't digest it well just because it takes longer to digest mm-hmm. so i had to kind of avoid that and oils you know oils would work fine i could do things like macadamia oil olive oil coconut oil red palm oil those were the those are typical ones and I would occasionally put in something like um, something like avocado or nuts or nut butter, and I would do like some grass-fed cheese every once in a while. So that was about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I remember the grass-fed cheese.
1: No, I love it because it that that's one of the only ways I could get anything down because everything was fucking disgusting, and that stuff tastes so good. Do <laughs> so what? Did you melt it
0: over meat or something?
1: Yeah, so I would just melt it over the the meat and then it would make it taste so much better and kind of help me cover my fat. So yeah, that, that worked out, but yeah, that was, that was, and of course I had, um, I took in supplemental Omega threes as well. Mm -hmm. Are you Um, you not a big fatty fish eater? I like fish. Yeah, I did. I would do fish sometimes some, I would put in salmon every once in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. I put in salmon. I like other fish that aren't super fatty, though. I mean, I like leaner, like white fish. I like tuna. I like uh, scallops. I really like scallops, but the, none of those are very high in fat. Yeah. Uh, so, salmon was about the only higher fat fish that I would do. So, typically, I just typically, I would just supplement with um, fish oil. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, we were talking about in the in the context of specific fats enhancing insulin sensitivity as as compared to others, mainly poofers. And I remember I remember Scott actually mentioning you and asking mm-hmm. about what fat sources you were using quite a while ago because because you were following the nutrient timing approach that he likes, and, and it was obviously working very well. So. It's definitely interesting, again, coming down to the individual selection thing, working with things that work best for you. If you were just using meats, it would probably be very difficult um, at that calorie demand, but it's very rare that somebody's going to get that high.
1: Well, that's true. You know, that's why if if someone were to ask me about just how to include fats in their diet in a general sense, I would just, I would usually advocate variety. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and meats would be okay. Um, but it was just my case, right, that I had to be particular um, in terms of food selection. I mean, it's the same thing with carbohydrate selection. It wasn't like I was going to eat, you know, eat all rice and potatoes mm. for 1,000 grams of carbs or 1,200 grams, I think it was. Twelve. You know, so. Yeah. It's. That's a kind of a. That's a situation that most people aren't going to get into, though. No. No. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I don't personally have. I have some clients that have gotten pretty high, close to that thousand gram mark. You know, six thousand calories, sixty-five, maybe seven thousand, one or two people. But typically, most people aren't even going to be anywhere close to that. Mm. Um, especially somebody outside of somebody that might be like 300 pounds
0: <laughs> yeah well how much do you think you'll eat at 300 pounds
1: <laughs> oh, oh that's that, the thing that last right. push yeah <laughs> what would i have to what would i have to do to to make it to 300 pounds yeah right
0: well your calorie demands this push-up that much different to your last because i remember you getting pretty high before i don't know if it yeah was-
1: I saw. I, I would go pretty high. Uh, sometimes I would do a little more fat, and this time I went a little more carb-heavy. I wanted to – I shifted it just a little bit. Um, I think – but I mean, I've, I've gotten right around that 6,000-calorie mark before, which, I mean, I was up another 1,000, but still, 6,000 still a lot. Yeah. And what was I that still – How do we
0: between days?
1: Between I days. did, yeah. I rotated, yep. How much was it? How many? Uh, Um, I mean, my non-training days were still close to. They were still like high four thousand, five thousand, almost. Which five thousand for me sitting on my my ass is still a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that is crazy. I think I think that's what some people were thinking. Like,
0: yeah, but you know, I could do that three times a week. Like, yeah, but also on the days off, it was very high calories. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, for being completely sedentary, (laughs) you know i mean literally sedentary like i was so sedentary i would i would uh, it was dur- mostly during the winter months so i did help out with one of the local um, wrestling teams so i would do a practice like once a week it would give me about like a, you know about like an hour of activity um to first and just raise my heart rate but outside of that i could my steps were getting up and going to the bathroom and going to the refrigerator mm. yeah you've got land so you don't need to walk your dog there do you? no my dogs can run out in the backyard <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: i love that yeah walk, though. i love the morning dog walk before i've eaten get some sunshine you know yeah
1: it feels good to move like i would i would get up and move around and sometimes walk around like if there's a little store here that had some food items that I would get. I would walk over <laughs> instead of drive. Food. Yeah. What's that? You'd only get up if it involved food. Right. Well, it got to the point where it wasn't that I didn't want to include a little more activity. It's just that if I did, I'd have to eat more and I couldn't even stomach the idea of eating anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, and that was almost, that was one of the things too that kind of, um, that kind of turned me on to my training, right I'm thinking, okay well how can i yeah. how can I lower the amount of caloric expenditure in my training sessions also mm. and so it was <laughs> it gives me it reminds me of like a like a Nasser story where he wouldn't do anything and made his wife do everything, and he would sit there because he didn't want to burn any calories and he'd sit there. Three hundred and forty pounds sweated through all his clothes.
0: It does sound like a NASA story. I used all to look all, up, um, <laughs> all the all the stories that Dave Palumbo would tell years ago about NASA, like shouting at the waitress or something.
1: Like, yeah, hey, was, yeah. can't can't even can't fucking hardly move, and if he moves, just him breathing has him sweating. <laughs> Go
0: uh here's something we could talk about um a resurgence of a very popular forum so intense muscle do you think people yep. are gonna, do you think people are going to go back to the sort of forum um, what's the word i'm looking for format forum format of doing things or
1: Hi,
0: christian just walked past and
1: said Good. <laughs> uh, um, do i do i think they will yeah no, I don't think so. I think some people will. I think it could work in a niche group. Like I think there could be enough people to meet to keep it active, but I don't think that, that would be that would ever supersede um the quicker, you know, type of meet social media because it's just so quick. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think just from a convenience standpoint, that's everything kind of gravitates towards that. So It's. It'll probably stay that way. You know, one of the downsides of social media, though, is just the fact that a lot of the stuff. There's always more stuff, and and stuff kind of disappears down the timeline. You Mm. just and you forget things. So, I mean, a forum's good for that, and also, um, video and podcasting can be good for that. Yeah. Because it never really goes anywhere.
0: Yeah. But. jasmine added a new um search option to Uh so that we can so anybody listening actually if there's a a particular topic of opd that they want to listen to they can just use the search option now and it runs through all the tags and stuff yeah Uh, there you go yeah i'd i'd test it for somebody today asked me about gyno said use the search button oh cool thanks they got the gyno podcast you know um yeah that's a help so anybody listening yeah i'm sure you get it like have you done any podcasts on whatever you can just say use the search bar (laughs) rather than have to go find it
1: yeah i what's in (laughs) what's funny about social media too and i know people it happens all the time but you know how people kind of scroll through and they'll like stuff right and i don't even know they probably don't read half the posts they just kind of scroll and like and okay <laughs> I'll, I'll post a podcast you know post a podcast one week about whatever it could be anything so you said gyno it could have been about gyno and then they i see that this person liked it and then the next week they asked me if i have any information on gyno yeah, <laughs> I had a yeah. last
0: week where we uploaded that well the one that we're talking about with you and then um I got a message on on Instagram saying, "Oh, that OPD was awesome, man!" But it was only half an hour after I'd uploaded it. I was like, "I only uploaded it half an hour ago." And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I listened to it on double speed." I was like, "Yeah, but it's an hour and twenty minutes long, so you still can't have listened to it." And then I just never heard it. I was thinking like, "Yeah, it was." Um, so you know what? Why would you? Just, it's like, what do you get from that exchange? Like, if anything, I'm just gonna be like, "All right, thanks."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's uh it's that but it's that instant gratification, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Everything's quick like they they need everything quick. And I don't get me wrong, certain things are nice in terms of convenience. I mean, there are things that I utilize in terms of convenience, but but there are other things that you can't you simply cannot make certain things happen quicker.
0: No, and I think, I don't know, when I reflect on it, when I was on Intense Muscle or when you were on Intense Muscle, or whatever board it was, you had to do quite a lot of work to find something worth reading. And then when you found something worth reading, you'd really read it, you know, (laughs) because you'd spent probably three days trying to find something on that topic. Um, Whereas, you know, as you say in social media, stuff's coming so quick And if it's not super condensed, people can't read it. It's like the attention span is so low. How much are we actually going to learn? Apart from just like catchphrases, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) A catchphrase would be like, growth hormone increases IGF-1. Okay, but like, what is IGF-1? How does it do that? You know, are there any mechanisms? You know, it's like, oh, I I just know that.
1: You know, yeah, just phrases. It's a strange thing, isn't it? It's very strange. Well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of regurgitation of things too, because because it's so easy to read stuff, and there's a lot of information. But I feel like the problem is the actual understanding of what they're saying. Yeah, like you could say something, but not understand it. That's that's easy to do. I could regurgitate anything. It doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm going to know what the hell I'm actually talking about.
0: Yeah. It's not any comprehension of of what you're saying. Yeah. Scary. Um, Yeah. So we've got coaches that don't really understand, you know, we've got a coach over here that's doing a lot of posts on female hormones, you know, and, and admittedly most of it's wrong. None of it's referenced, but you know, aside from all of that, it's like a female seeing that and be like, Oh, I've got hormone problems. I can, you know, drop him a line. And it's all like, Crazy,
1: yeah. Well, and, and you're right. And I had it. I had that exact thing happen to me this week because I've been doing a couple, of, like some of those videos on different topics, and a few of them were hormone related. And somebody reached out. It was a female, and she had asked some questions and was interested in coaching and all that. And went through just some back history and that. She'd worked with several coaches. And they had all. When I say several, it was like two or three. So they had all kind of preached hormone health, hormone health, hormone health. But her hormone health was terrible. None of them actually knew how or why. You know yeah. what I mean? They just said it.
0: Yeah, and it's a catchphrase, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it. And it happens with a lot of things. I mean, I mean, there's anything you could do it. You could apply that that kind of, uh, instance to, to anything, because yeah, you can, you can look up anything and something sounds catchy and makes you sound smart, but you don't have any type of, uh, practical experience with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All practical knowledge. You need both
1: of those. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course that's why, you know, that's why things like podcasts can be good and, and like in the videos that I have been doing, I try to give an e- examples, you know, so yes. it's like this is actually what it is and why it happens, and here's an example, and not just you know regurgitate any type of because fuck i mean <laughs> you could you could literally go on, especially when you talk about hormones, like you could literally go on and learn and just look up an image of the hormone feedback loop and draw it out on a fucking on my whiteboard in here and then that's it like check this out look everything that you know look look how much i know yeah (laughs) it doesn't mean mean you know anything (laughs) so yeah it is a bizarre thing i know we were talking about forums but yeah i think it's uh i think that that whole the attention spans so low and unfortunately it's uh I think people want everything pretty quickly, but again, the people that really want to learn, they're always going to dig deeper and and um, seek stuff out. I think so. Yeah,
0: I think how that relates to to forums, though, an interesting one is if you remember, well, Intense Muscles is a great example since we're talking about it. If I went on there now and I said something that was scientifically not true you would have scott would definitely put me right on it um you know and it wouldn't be emotional or I anything mean, Be like, you know that's incorrect and here's the correct information whereas social media there's so much going on that you can just make stuff up and you know you can say you can just make something up like dmp resensitizes androgen receptors somebody just made that up and, um, you know, it, it, you don't see anybody calling anyone out because it's just a, a speck of dust amongst, you know, or it's a grain of sand on the beach. Um, whereas in the forum, as you say, these niche tight-knit groups you are more readily called out. And it's scary because we're talking about, you know, some some kid listening to that, oh, I've been, I've been running gear for a while, so I need to resensitize my endocrine receptors. So I'll just take some DMP and you're what this is crazy
1: right <laughs> right it's you're right it is because i think if you and you can sensationalize things which we've talked about that whole idea before of sensationalizing things and and yeah i mean it's it and here's the thing i think if you know if you know enough you know a little bit more than the consumer like the people that are viewing it and looking at your information then you can literally make shit up and it's still going to sound believable. Yeah. Yeah. And one step ahead. Right. It's just, you, you know, a little bit more now there are, and it's sad. Like, I don't even, I see stuff like that. I, I don't say much just because, you know, I just fucking don't have the patience to, to, to argue with people, but yeah, you do see, you do see some ridiculous stuff. I mean, we've talked about it. We've sent each other messages before of stuff that's literally just made up. Yeah, completely made. Up. It's not, it's just completely fucking made up.
0: Like that. Well, that yeah. was an example, and and I and I asked for references, and the only answer I got was, you know, they're going to be in my my book on DNP or something like that. You know, it's really not that hard to grab even one reference to support a claim. You should always
1: have it if you're going to make the claim. You know? Yeah. Well, if you're making a scientific claim, where did you get, where did you get the information from? Yeah. Unless you like, just made it up. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you, if you made a scientific claim, then there should be a scientific reference by which you learned that piece of information.
0: Yeah, well, I recently wrote a wrote a sh- very short article on DMP. I don't really get into DMP much, but I was reading about its use as um, medicine in the past. And there was a collection of studies from the 1930s where it was used for weight loss. And I I did write up um, a little article thing, like I say. Um, and it was all referenced. There was multiple references in there, you know, maybe, maybe 20 or more references, heavily referenced, just because there was a lot of little... It, you know when you write articles like that you're pretty much referencing every sentence at a point um, sure so and then Tom Hames was like look at this sent me a was it Tom no actually it was it was John Dunkley he sent me a screenshot of like look at this guy and this guy was like he'd screenshot my post and be like is your coach a dumbass or something I was like well you know <laughs> whatever it's, it's all referenced so if you want to you know, call me a dumbass for whatever I've written in that article. Fine. But at least there's evidence there. So, you know, it's also a foolproof mechanism for any upcoming coaches because everyone gets that stuff on the internet. You know, it's the internet. It's not that serious. But if you do you know, if you're gonna make wide scientific claims, just put just put a little reference on there. Yeah. As long as it's the right <laughs> reference
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hilarious when you you post something and they could click on the reference that you included with it. And it would actually say what you said in the reference. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? How is that? Yeah.
0: I mean, it was like, I I I think this guy took it like uh, Joe wants people to take DMP. But it was literally just an info. I don't really like DMP for any, subject you know let's not pretend like worse drugs aren't used and abused in bodybuilding but anyway um it it was literally just um an informative piece you know the research i was reading and thought people might be interested and there's always one guy in there oh look at this idiot You you make yourself look silly doing stuff like that especially when you're another coach like this guy is just like okay you're publicly slandering a coach and instead of just letting your coaching speak
1: you know yeah and that's that is something that that's something that i've always done and something that i try not to and we've talked about you and i have talked about it before just not just not even engaging yeah and trying not to because it doesn't ever solve anything. and I mean, people, if they're going to be a dumbass, they're a dumbass. It, don't matter. it doesn't matter. Nothing you say is going to make any difference.
0: No. And I mean, any successful coach hasn't got time to deal with that stuff anyway. Like, it's difficult to do the amount of work as a coach that you'd have anyway. You know, let alone send an additional message alongside all your other emails and then get into some waste of time argument with somebody, you know. Right. That, that doesn't matter anyway
1: it's all yeah. you know uh it is it's a fucking waste of, it's just a waste of time and energy
0: because every you know i've got so caught up in that internet stuff before
1: i mean you know like, oh yeah
0: <laughs> and you get to a point you're like, what am i doing like it's because it doesn't matter there's going to be another argument every, every day someone's going to disagree with something you've said it's the internet you know the best thing to do, I think is just be the best
1: coach that you possibly can.
0: And that's all you can do.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And you can, and at least, you know, you can go to bed at night and know that you, uh, uh you did what you should and you treated people right. You So, good. yeah, that's it. That, that's my biggest thing is I just can't, I have a, I have a conscience. I could, I couldn't be a, I couldn't be a used car salesman or I couldn't be a, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't, Yeah, I'm not a salesman. I'm not good at that. So um, just be honest and try to do stuff to the best of your ability. But yeah, I know we got off kind of the forum thing, but yeah, that's, uh, that's relevant. It's social media is definitely, it gives, I mean the forums do too, but social media even more so gives everyone, a voice even if they shouldn't it's it. it's every it's every topic because there I think I mean I consider myself at least a reasonably intelligent person and I can't there's tons of stuff I see online that I don't even comment on because I'm not an expert like I don't know you know what I mean I can politics right there's one mm. because everyone talks about politics and current events and stuff that's going on so well I don't
0: It's a good example for right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can make an educated guess. Like I can put some pieces together and I can make a pretty good educated guess at things. But that doesn't mean that I'm qualified to, you know, I mean, yeah, anyone can give their opinion, right? There's no freedom of speech. You can do whatever. You can talk about whatever you want. But you sound like a fucking idiot if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, just
0: just don't post on it you know how many fitness industry professionals right now like you cringe you see like a coronavirus post
1: yeah i'm just i haven't changed i literally haven't changed anything i've done other than adapting to people's work situations and gym situations and yeah and uh we talked about you and I and also I did with Marty we talked about home training and just goals and stuff but it wasn't like we didn't we didn't talk about the actual virus and and um try to give our expert opinion on that because we don't fucking know that's not
0: yeah we don't yeah not it's not our wheelhouse is it and even if we have private um some kind of contrarian views to it it's okay but I don't think social media is the place for it for a coach because that's your primary port of Advertisement,
1: you know. Right. Yeah. If you now, yeah. I mean, if you're just if you're not using social media for any type of business purpose, then fucking do whatever you want. Like I'd probably just, I'd probably just troll people all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd literally probably just troll people all day long, uh, from like four different accounts. Yeah. Fight <laughs> night. But if you're, but you're right. Some of the stuff just makes you cringe. So people are, they. It's one of their main ways they advertise their business. I'm like, oh my God, you know, because you, it doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what you're talking about. The way you talk about things and present yourself carries over into how everyone views you. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter if you're talking about coaching or talking about nutrition or training or whatever, anything you talk about is going to you know, it's going to make people view you in a certain way. Yeah. And it's
0: easy to forget that social media is still real life. I think, you know, people have been arrested for things that they've said on social media, Um, you know, and people are so quick to make threats to other people on social media where, you know, because this guy on that post that you shared of mine, he was like, Oh, you wait till I see, you wait till I see Joe, or I'd love to go and see Joe or something. You think, you know, well, you might end up looking a bit stupid saying something like that because, you know, it's just it's just childish stuff, isn't it? And then there's people on there, you know, with you as a coach and you'll say stuff, I'd love to go and see this person. And I think this guy's a knobhead, you know. what's he, What's he doing? I think it's a dangerous game as a coach getting into any kind of emotional input on social media because you're going to work with such a wide span of people from across the planet. who aren't going to share the same political views as you or social views as you or, 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 or emotional, um, what's the word Just, you know, people of all different personalities, but you've got a job to do.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. I put, I put very little, my personal views on social media. I'll post, personal stuff every once in a while, maybe like my animals or something with Jericho or something, but not like my my opinions I leave off because yeah, I just I don't want anyone I don't want anyone forming an opinion of me simply because of my opinions. And you know they will. That's how people are. Yeah. They I mean I have clients that aren't involved. They don't run their business on social media they post a lot of stuff and has some pretty extremist stuff that i see but you know what when it comes down to them updating me we just take care of business i don't really care what their thoughts are you know yeah
0: so yeah and i suppose something else to remember is no one really cares either you know if you've got an opinion on something no one really cares you know people want to see awesome transformations or like something that can help them reach their goals you know everyone's selfish at the end of the day no one's no one's following you because they they want your opinion on politics you know people what would say again
1: what was interesting and someone told me this the other day and i didn't even think about it you know it didn't cross my mind but um they said that this was somebody that's not a coach they just follow uh, they just follow people that post good content online. Mm. Um, and they said, I really noticed that a lot of people's demeanor and their attitude and the the content they provide were providing and all this, it changed so much and, and very negatively. And I didn't, wasn't finding much value in it. But then they mentioned that I was still posting the same good stuff all the time. Yeah. And I, I didn't think about it because... <laughs> I didn't think that I didn't really think that the political climate or anything like that was really a reason that I should change what I was doing. You know, I didn't let the emotional aspect change what I was posting or providing to people.
0: No, this is funny because I showed you posted a new client transformation today. That was really good by the way. Um, Oh, Scott.
1: Yeah. That was a good one.
0: Really cool. I showed Christian. And I said that your your coaching is much like. I feel like you treat coaching like a good bodybuilder treats bodybuilding. It's just consistency. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: I mean it is because it's and so same with you. It's like this is not a side job. Like this is my business that I've built for years. And it's just
0: day no. nailing what you're meant to do. You know, just doing what you're supposed to do. But consistently and well. That's what makes a good coach at the end of the day. Not a fluke client or something like this, you know. Right. Not a genetic freak that they manage to drive fast for one transformation or something. Just, you know, just good, consistent, hard work, cranking out useful content, helping people
1: every day, you know. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it. I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting that that person pointed that out to me and I was like, wow, it doesn't seem like a very professional thing to do to uh, change, you know, change your business model like that. And I don't know that they did it intentionally. I just think that they, well, for one, I think some people, I think it was a reflection of the professionalism and value within their business that they saw, Uh uh-oh, gyms are closing. I'm not going to be important anymore. Mm. And so they jumped on and had to to change up what they were doing. But a lot of the, you know, better coaches kept on. And even the few people that I've, uh, I don't talk to a lot of people, but a couple of people I've talked to, they said they've still been, and we talked about it, still been getting client inquiries. You know, you, you mentioned that you had a bunch of them. And yeah. And, and this,
0: this wasn't, um, you know, this wasn't novel to me either. This has literally uh, just happened to Christian because he, he's been coaching for a long time, but not full time. And he's been furloughed from work, obviously, in this um, this quarantine period. But it, I think he went for something like ten to fifty clients in like a week. Now he's full time. It just went. Yeah. Something <laughs> just went crazy, and every you know everyone was saying the same, and um. I like that people are trying to make a change now that I think a lot of people have probably got to quarantine and be like, you know, what? I've got some spare time. I'm furloughed from work, but they're still paying me a bit of cash. Like I should really get on top of stuff now. That's great that people are doing that. I think I really like that. Um, I'm sure there's some people who are doing the opposite, but it's cool for us to see. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, I think, and I don't know how you felt about it, but, my clients, I had I did have a couple of people drop off because they had no income, but I'm pretty sure they'll probably, you know, come back. Uh but I still had inquiries and uh, but yeah, immediately immediately when the gyms changed, I thought it was a good little um a good little reality check or a good little uh what I call accountability check for mm-hmm. coaching, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm doing fine, but I need to make sure that I'm still providing all the value for these people because they're paying me their hard-earned money. Yeah, yeah. and I took it like I took it as a good thing. I, I see some positive in it in terms of just always staying on top of things in terms of coaching. Like I know, I I try to communicate with a couple other good coaches, and I I don't really follow anyone super actively, but I I see. I see other people do good stuff and instead of being jealous and, you know, and negative about it, I think, man, there's people are doing good stuff. Like I need to, I need to make sure I'm on my game.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any good coach does that. I think, I think just like we're coming back to like coaches, rubbishing other coaches, that's not what you do to people that are above you or working harder than you're doing better. You should be aiming to mimic them. If anything, you know, look at what they're yeah. doing. They're doing something better than you. If they're busier,
1: you know that's right I agree with you I mean (laughs) you're right I mean don't get me wrong sometimes I'm like I'm thinking I'll scratch my head I'm thinking damn they this person's doing this and this and this and should I be doing something different Mm. you know it makes you wonder sometimes but um but at the end of the day it's just all it does is if you're somebody that's wants to be better and continue to improve your service. It's just going to make you better. It shouldn't ever make you worse. Mm. Yeah, You know, it's adversity, you know, adversity should help you grow. And, um, I mean, shit, most of the <laughs> most of the good stuff I know is from making mistakes for sure. You know, so that's, that's how it goes. But yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting topic. I, I'm curious to see what, happens you know what happens in the next um couple months i don't know i don't know what your guys's kind of guidelines are but they gave us so they put out the like phase one two and three of reopening things okay
0: okay i'm guessing gyms are in the last
1: place. well so the way that our government works is We have the federal government, which puts out the guidelines, but then each state, each governor, which runs the state has the power to kind of, uh, do it on their own terms. So our federal guidelines, our gyms are actually in phase one, but they are with restrictions. Like they're going to have to enforce some kind of like, you know, sanitation restrictions, obviously. And, um, but every state can change that if they don't want to open up gyms in phase one, they don't have to. So I guess we'll have to see Mm. how it pans out. That's supposed to be May 1st. To me, I'm no immunologist,
0: whatever it is. To me, gyms would be somewhere near the top of the list in terms of, we want to prioritize immune system function, you know? And some people just aren't going to exercise without access to a gym. Right. Surely there's some way, maybe time allotment slots or social distancing within the gym. Like, you know, oh no, you've never been to our gym. Our gym's huge. It's like a, it's an old shoe factory. Um, It is huge. Even when things were normal, you'd never get... More than maybe fifteen people in there at one time, so you know if you didn't want to be twenty meters of someone, you wouldn't have to be the equipment right. is so spread out, and there's so much of it in a relatively small, it's a huge town, a small city um, somewhere like that, like that could be open now, and you could adhere to quarantine rules as such you just wipe your equipment down afterwards in the same way that you'd wipe your trolley down after shopping. You Don't call it a trolley, do you, in America? It's a shopping cart, but yeah, shopping cart. I watched a funny video with um <laughs> Kevin Hart and some comedian the other day where they were running through American versus English terms and like they were doing uh-huh. like, a nappy and Kevin Hart's like, it's a diaper. And he's like, that's a nappy. Yeah, Kevin Hart's quite annoying on it, but it was quite funny. Or like, a, <laughs> he was like, soda, and the other guy was like, it's a can. He's like, that's no, a soda. He's like, that's yeah, a can. Like, get a can. He's like, yeah, it's a can of soda. It's like, no, it's just a can. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy yeah. pants. And he was like, pants. He's like, they're they're jeans. He's like, jeans. He was like, they're pants. Like pants is such a, like pants is what we call underwear.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't call underwear pants. I have never heard that.
0: Yeah, like, put your pants on or pull your pants down. Like, pull your pants down is, is like, you'd say it to someone, if, like, someone's going to embarrass you, but like, I pulled your pants down. You know? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's... uh, what I yeah. As I say, a complete adjunct to, oh, gym's reopening. Yeah, so, um, you know, you just wipe something down after using it. We, we could do that now. It would be no different. You know, I mean, it's a shambles anyway. We went to the shop today and... As soon as you get in the shop, you're right next to three other people in the same vegetable aisle anyway.
1: But, you know,
0: I don't know where the yeah.
1: Difference in. yeah, I get I get the I I get the idea the I the idea of uh, of the whole social distancing and like and slowing spread and all that stuff, but yeah, I mean <laughs> you go to any that's kind of been the ongoing joke here too is that you can, so many things are closed and people are supposed to maintain distance and that, but you go to any, any grocery store, you go to any like large uh, appliance store, like cause a lot of these people have been home. So they've been doing stuff around their, their house, like repairs and things. Right. Mm-hmm. And they go to different stores that carry home goods and utilities and things. And they're just fucking packed with people. Like they <laughs> Like, like, okay, <laughs> what is that really doing? The most, you know? yeah,
0: the most bizarre thing for me is getting deliveries at the minute. Um, yeah,
1: like yeah, we, you can get deliveries of anything.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we ordered a pizza last week and I was like, a knock at the door. I stood up and I walked to the door and I opened the door. It's just like two pizzas sat there on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? I saw it like every, or an Amazon order. You go to the door, you open it and it's just the parcel sat there. Almost like it got there itself
1: yeah that's funny you
0: guys funny. like leave stuff outside your house or whatever don't you we don't do that
1: here. if you're if you're in in a um like a rural area where there's no other houses around in the country they'll do it they don't really like to do it in town because people steal shit oh well,
0: yeah where we live if you put something outside no matter what it is we had an old um an old chair <laughs> just some old knackered chair that one of the legs was um really wobbly. I was like, that's gonna break. I'm just gonna put it outside. I put it outside. I walked in and I shut the door and I see through our blinds. Someone just picked it up and walked off of it. It's like you can under five minutes guarantee, especially if it's got metal on it, it's gone.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, it's
0: I think what's the problem with that? It's knackered.
1: Yeah. It but you're but you are right about the uh the guidelines are just kind of ironic i think some of it's kind of like i get you have to you need essential businesses right you need people need to have access to food right i mean yeah that makes sense and i mean i understand like limiting large gatherings and that uh, but but yeah just the uh contact through through like going to the store is fuck, I, mean, I don't know i yeah, they probably still limited some because they closed so many things down, but but still now you just have every single store that I've seen has been ten times as busy. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking, well, you know <laughs> every like they should there's no concerts. There's no concerts going on. Well it's like looks like a fucking concert inside the store. With oh, as many people are yeah. in there. Yeah, so
0: I mean, I, I went I to the gym. I went to the gym for since since we've been at this new place, maybe a year, and I haven't been within two meters of someone anyway. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a shame, but you know, that, I I get that that's a unique um, point. That's you know, just to that gym. Some gyms are more crowded, you know. Sure, I, I think that they're neat, they're. There never could be, but there's a great distinction between somewhere like a pure gym, you know, like your planet fitness or crunch fitness as compared to like a BST or I train or, or, right. or, or muscle works or something like this or, or a temple gym, you know, that they're never going to have the same flow So me, you know, maybe a system where they were just looking at the flow of individuals in and out would be more useful. Because, you know, you read yeah. in the morning on BST, you might have 20 people, you know I now
1: mean? Yeah, know? It, it's, it's interesting. Like, I don't know that there's any, I don't have a good answer because, again, I'm not an expert. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, uh, it does seem just from the outside that some of the guidelines are just very, very odd because the things that they're trying to prevent, which is people being too close to each other, yeah. They've actually made worse in some situations. Yeah. Like, again, like the store, like people going to get food. It's like, what the fuck is going on in here? And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, it's We'll see. We'll see if the, uh, how the phases go. So I guess the way that it's, uh, the way that it's written out, each phase has to be completed successfully. Like they can't. Like it has to maintain the number of cases or something like that for right. at least two weeks or something before they can move on to the next phase. So we'll see if that and then again it's up to the governor of each state because each state's gonna be much different. Like, you know, some where I live, where it's there's no houses, like all the houses are spaced out mm. is gonna be different than, you know, New York City. There's like a thousand people per hundred square feet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They fucking mean, they may be closed the rest of the year. Barn gym never closed though, bro. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> did
0: you see my wooden rack that I built?
1: Yeah, I did. I like that. Did you have the little you have the uh little pulley pull down system? Yeah. Just just that's got it. that just got that on there
0: today. Wasn't on there then. Yeah, I got pulled pull
1: down. Nice. You're doing some uh doing some like German volume training 10 sets of 10 on the squats.
0: I'm just doing DC man. I've got enough, I've got enough weight.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: But I've only got it in 40 kilo increments. (laughs) So like, what was I doing the other day? I have to if I'm gonna row, I have to go like two plates aside to three plates and then to four plates. It's like I can't if I so I maxed out like what did I do? A rest pause set of 20, super slow tempo with two plates each side on the row. And then I have to go all the way up to three plates. And I can't even get like 10 reps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. that's the Rep drop is ridiculous. I was like, uh, I was doing barbell overhead presses. And I can eat in like one plate aside, standing with no support, pretty hard. Like it's the stability element, but I can do them pretty well. But then my next increment is two plates side, which is a ridiculous difference for that. I couldn't even do
1: one. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah. Well, at least at least on your warm-up sets, you're not wasting too much energy. You can make big jumps.
0: Yeah. Weights are a ridiculous price over here at
1: the minute. Oh, they are everywhere. There's people there's people selling, you know, 20 pounds like 20 pound dumbbells for like $150, $200. It
0: there's definitely some questionable ethics in this on Facebook marketplace. I was laughing because jazz, um, because I showed jazz these, like someone was selling some five kilo dumbbells for a hundred pounds. What a you know, hundred quid for five kilo dumbbells that, you know, them like um, yeah. diagonal purple rubber ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what the fuck what can you even do with those well exactly <laughs> like man just go and build the rack like I did I bought that's just fencing wood it's
1: dirt cheap five for five pound dumbbells I, I would just grab like jugs of water or something be exactly, that is exactly
0: what I said to Jazz like you can yeah. grab a big jug of
1: water for that I had people, I had people doing, um, like pet food, you know, that like dog food that comes in the, I don't know if you guys have it. We can get it in like the really big bags, like 60, 80 pounds, or really, really big ones. Yeah. Um, so I would do, I would have them use that for like front squats and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I love, you know what? There's one thing that I do, that I have loved about this quarantine <laughs> is the creativity that people have shown on their training. And I think people are going to be better off in the long run for it. There's, you know, just, um, yeah, some of the creativity has been so cool. Like what people are actually doing. Like George Osborne, you, you probably don't follow George Osborne. Well, did we, have George? we had George on this podcast, didn't we?
1: We did, I think, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, we did. He was, um, he actually made weight plates out of molding cement in a bucket. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, man, well cool. He was like, I did this for under a fiver or something. Got like a, he made a giant five kilo dumbbell.
1: <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just, just dried it.
0: He just shaped it and dried the cement. Uh. Yeah, because he put like um a big tube in a bucket and then poured cement around the tube, so it solidified as a cylinder around the tube. Yep. Then just pulled it yep. out, and there you go.
1: Yeah, that works. It's cool as hell, that is. Um, yeah, that works. They, yeah, that, I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day, but uh, I thought it was funny. Maybe I'll post it on on Facebook just to ruffle some feathers. But I thought it was so funny how so many people were talking about their home workouts, posting it, and how hard that they're training at home. And now that they, you know, are using basic equipment and all that, I'm thinking. <laughs> what the fuck were you You know, like why weren't you posting your stuff before yeah yeah what was happening before <laughs> seriously because yeah you can you can have a good workout at home no doubt but it's still not going to be if you're having a better workout at home with bands and dumbbells than you did with a fully furnished gym you're seriously doing something wrong yeah you are fucking up big time this <laughs> one like, yeah
0: <laughs> well i think some people have realized
1: how weak they are yeah yeah how yeah. weak they are <laughs> i've
0: got a barb you know because a lot of people were just like picked up a basic barbell a couple of plates or something and they'd be like yeah, you know do do an overhead press with that like, oh, fuck, i can't even over overhead press 60 key like right yeah? yeah shit it's a bit harder than the shoulder press i can stack at the gym well pfft, no shit you know like we spoke about in the last podcast Maybe sometimes we just need to nail the basics first, trying to do all this crazy shit with a machine or something. I'm not dogging a machine. Some machines have much better resistance profiles for hypertrophy. I understand that. But, you know, in terms of just laying a basic foundation of movement patterns and getting stronger, shit, if you can't row the bar with like a few plates on each side, don't bother trying to get fancy.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's my point. <laughs> so I'm wondering... I'll be curious to see if people actually continue to do that when they go back to the gym, if they're actually going to. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully. I mean, they probably get better progress, but
0: for we'll sure, see. They might be able to do an Austin gaining phase. Christian is yeah. going to do a bigger one than you.
1: Well, I probably only really how – much, how much muscle did I actually gain there? You know, probably like, I don't know, maybe, and maybe not even 10 pounds.
0: So we did a um, 16-month push-up. Christian's last push-up was 16 months. And then we pulled him down to as lean as he was prior, and he's 18 heavier.
1: Okay, I might be more than that, then. I might be.
0: I think, I I think you that. probably added more than you think. Yeah, maybe. Bro, you got 10 pounds in each delt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, I probably did. I probably did more than 10.
0: You're a lot shorter
1: than Christian, though how tall is he it's about six foot okay yeah i mean i'm not super short by bodybuilding standards but i'm shorter than that
0: it makes a huge difference though. it's an inch of height doesn't it
1: oh yeah i mean a it's difference. it can i mean it does the muscle belly is really what makes the biggest difference yeah it, your- that's that's what makes all the difference because i mean i have that client that i posted today scott we're close to the same height. He might be a half inch shorter than me, and he weighs like fifteen pounds less than me. You yeah. <laughs> know? So, granted, he's leaner, but still. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know?
0: you think you're quite bubbly?
1: I'm, I'm broader. Why? I'm wide. My clavicles are wider, but that's outside of that. The muscle bellies. It's just, you know, the muscle bellies don't look the same. Yeah. No uh, Chode oh mode. well I don't know
0: Full on what you do? mode, all the way chode mode forever <laughs>
1: yeah you can't can't be worried about uh, definitely can't be worried about the way other people look or you're not you're gonna be pretty miserable in bodybuilding
0: well you'd never you'd never we had this conversation about Luke Sando the other day like, someone, someone sent in a question to Carl. Scott like oh how good would it feel to wake up looking like Luke Sando tomorrow be like, it'd be shit you haven't done anything how cool like wake up oh I look like this Right. Like it's not fun, is it? You know, you know when you like achieve something, it's never actually that cool. Yeah, it's, it's always getting there, isn't it? you know, like you, you ever like play a computer game, you complete it, and you're like, all right, done.
1: Right now, what do I do? <laughs> yeah,
0: great. And enjoy the People get so lost on just just enjoying the journey. I think,
1: you know, that's why. But that's why so many people, and it's not everyone. But that's why a lot of people that are really gifted at things, and it's not just bodybuilding, it's anything, they lack that drive and lack that, like, you know, wantingness to get, I don't even know if that's a word, to get better. I mean, I played other sports because I did wrestling for so many years and I saw it. Like, they were kids that were really good when they were younger, right? They actually... I started to surpass them later on because I continued to improve and they didn't because they just didn't want to, Mm. you know, and it's the same bodybuilding is one of the most extreme examples of that just because of the genetic component is so big, Mm. you know, it's just like you see so many people that there's have such good genetics. Like what could they do if they had the same mindset as someone else?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. The kind of people there are a few exceptions, aren't there? Like Dorian springs to mind. Sure.
1: Yeah. Dorian, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Coleman would be an exception. I mean, he was, he was crazy dedicated, right? At least from everything I understand. And he obviously trained hard. Mm. But, but yeah, Dorian would be an example. Yeah. What can you do when you take exceptional genetics with exceptional worth that work ethic? Become a legend. You're going to have something special. That's for sure. Yeah. This has been a really good podcast. Actually. You see, let me
0: just, uh, yeah. I <laughs> think people are going to like this one. I think we've been going over an hour, so we'll cut it here. Um,
1: yeah. Man, yep. that was Sounds really good.
0: Cool. Thank you everybody for listening as always. Please let us know if you enjoyed this, uh, this, uh, this um, random sort of random ramble. We call that random ramble. Yeah. Um, I enjoy these kind of chats. Um, let us know. Please share this podcast to your timeline. No, not timeline. I'm not very good at this, am I? Share this podcast to your Instagram stories. Tag us. I love seeing stuff like that when you get an Instagram mention. Yes, I like it. Um, please do that please also check out our sponsors below um, and yeah just let us know if you like this one and we'll do more anything to uh, pimp before we go Austin?
1: I don't think so right now um, just kind of mentally preparing for this next gaining phase we'll see what we can do with this
0: next one Lovely, yeah i want listen to 300
1: 300 300 yep. 300 or bust I'll bust before I get <laughs> be <laughs> three <other. laughs> Literally. No, I, I'll literally bust. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would be deceased before I <laughs> Or burst.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week.